All right, let's uh, get started with a word of prayer, and we'll get into class. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you give us, and we just thank you for the freedom and the opportunity we have to come here and to, to worship you, to study your word, and, and take things that hopefully we can take out into the world and uh, bring use to bring others to you, Lord. And I just ask you to be with us as we go through this new series on prayer. Help us to be able to take and, and, and use it to improve our prayer lives and do things to, to make us grow and to help grow the church as well, Lord. And I just ask that you be with us as we go through this and this in Christ. Let me pray. Amen. Oh, man. All right, so we're uh, starting a new series today. It's called Dangerous Prayers. And I'm going to be honest and upfront. This is not my uh, idea. I didn't come up with all this. Some of it I did. Um, but it's actually based on a book uh, by the same title. It's, uh, there's, I think it's Dangerous Prayers, um, Following Jesus Was Never Meant to Be Safe, or something, I think is the, the but it's a, it's a really good book, and I thought, we're going into prayer, and we're, we're going to look at the prayer and, the, and prayer in the Holy Spirit, and so I thought, hey, we'll, uh, we'll go off this. It has some really good information in it, and, and I use it to kind of... De- Made it my own a little bit, but uh, hopefully we, I hope, I hope y'all like this and we can learn from a little bit. Dorothy, I'm going to pace a little bit slower today. I'm sore. So we, we, uh, we, uh, I put a new camera system in the house and I, I, one thing I was telling everyone, when they built that house in the 19, I think it was the 1940s, it may have been the 50s, they did not ever intend or think of the, of the fact that someone would come along and put a camera system and try to run it through the attic. So I, it took me all day. I think I got done at 5 o'clock. It was almost a, a eight-hour day up in an attic and up and down ladders. And so I am I'm hurting. But anyways, um, so w- w- whenever you think of the term dangerous prayer, what, what would, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Praying the wrong prayer, right? So we're going to take it to a little different twist on this and go a little bit different direction in and how we uh, approach this and how we look at a, a, a dangerous prayer. So the first question, or this, I guess, technically, this is the second question I have, is do you believe in the power of prayer? Okay. How strong is your prayer life? <laughs> Lately pretty strong? <laughs> right about that. Mm-hmm. You kind of know where I'm going. Go ahead. Some people think that you have to sit down and fold your hands and bow your knees. And no, you're to pray. It says all all the time, wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, if you're walking, if you're sleeping, what what you're doing, it doesn't make any difference. But just remember prayer. So right. everything you do is in prayer. You should be always communicating with God. Right. I will pray without ceasing, right? Pray without ceasing. And it's hard to do. It is really, I'm not saying it's easy to do. No, it's, it's not. And, that, and that's kind of what we're going to look at. So, so my first question was, do you believe in the power of prayer? And then my second question is, do you feel you have a strong prayer life? Or how strong is your, your prayer life? 
does our prayer life correlate with how much we believe in the power of prayer? Either way, it does, right? If you believe, if you if you somewhat believe in the power of prayer, then your prayer life might be somewhat okay, right? If you really, really believe and really, really have a lot of faith in the power of prayer, then your prayer life's probably going to be a lot better. If you don't, then you're probably not going to have them. So, so those two kind of feed off each other, no, no matter what, for the most part. But one of the things I noticed and, and you, we see a lot of times, and you and I'm guilty of this, and I think we could see it, you know, as we go through our, our services and we and we look at you, you know, we get into and even in our personal lives, we get into a little bit of what we call I would call a prayer rut, right? A what? A prayer rut, right? I mean, think about it. I, I, right now, I can guarantee you, you could go and ask Helen, what prayer do I pray? before we eat, and she could probably tell it to you word for word. Because I almost say the exact same prayer every time. And there's some people who, and, and I'm not trying to bring you, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm giving you an example of what we do. There's some people who, when they get up here to say the prayer, the opening and closing prayer, I'm, I'm one of them. For the most part, you know exactly what they're going to pray before they pray it. Now, I'm not saying that's, that's a horrible or a bad thing, but it's one of those things we get into a, a rut and we get comfortable, and so when we get comfortable with those prayers, we just kind of say the same prayer over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And so I don't personally believe, and I think anyone would agree, that's not, what our, that's not how or what our prayer life was, prayer, God intended prayer to be. Not a let's repeat, let's you know, do the same thing or, or over and over. And so I, I like this. Statement here says, what we pray for and how we pray reflects what we believe about God. And think about that for a second. And, and one of the things I want you to think about is think about everything you've prayed for recently. Right, you can go back seven days or, or, or maybe this, well, this month would be almost seven days. But just think about all the things that you've prayed for in just in the last week. All right, and, do, and kind of do an audit of those prayers. If God said yes to every single thing you prayed in the last week, how different would the world be? How many of you in here would have won the lottery? <laughs> yeah. All right, so you'd have one person praying that it never rained again, and then another person praying for rain, right? But think, what are some of the things that you've prayed about in the last week? And if you want to share, you can. If not, just, you know. But what, what's a typical, go ahead. Sometimes we pray, we, we're praying for things that, we, that God knows we don't need. We think <laughs> yeah. we need it, but God says, no, you don't need it. And so the answer to our prayer is not what we want. And so we think we, it, that God hasn't answered it. Yes, he did answer it, but it wasn't the way we wanted it. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, but think about some of the things that you, what are the most common things that we, we tend to pray for? Food, right? Okay. Right? Let, let, um, bless this horribly, in nutritious, or I don't know if that's a word, 
Yeah, Big Mac to the nourishment of my body, right? <laughs> we do it. We pray for our families. We pray for the sick, our, our health, right? I, I think one of the, the, the common prayers I remember hearing is, God, what, guide, guard, and protect us? We're going to see here that those might not actually work together real well. They kind of contradict maybe some of our, what we should be praying for. But for the most part, I, I would say, our prayers become what we call, I would call comfortable and safe. Right? We become comfortable with them. We get safe in, in a, into a lot of our prayers. Not always. Now, I mean, we, we do. We pray for the sick. You know, someone comes in and, and well, we got a child that's not doing well or has to have surgery. You know, we all, I mean, but, I, and, but that's not our everyday typical prayer, right? So normally it's the bless us, heal us, protect us, almost type, type prayer. And again, that's not wrong. I mean, you know, we see examples of that in the Bible of where those type of things are, are prayed. But we're, we're going to look at it a little bit differently uh, with this series. So here, go ahead. Oh, I thought I heard someone say something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, because our spiritual life is so much more important. How everyone here loves our, our our physical life. Yeah. And works and pleasure and everything, but that's not a real life. No. You know, it's not really. Yeah. I've told you in the past. I'm kind of in that valley where I have kind of struggled on the prayer, but in the past I've realized and learned the hard way. When I go to pray, if I spend time praising him for what he's already given me, spend time in the Word, and then just being grateful for what I already have, that, hey, thank you that I can get up in the middle of the night and go to the, the John if I got to, and, you know, whatever. Yep. You know, get back to the real simple, basic things we take for granted, yeah. and then I place my knees before him, I mean, bam, it's like the door is wide open. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to get stray of that too at times. Yep, we do. We're, we're human. We get... Yeah. Yeah, we, we kind of have our peaks and valleys, right? I remember when my father was dying of cancer, that um, I, I went to him one day and I told him, I said, Daddy, I just don't know how to pray. You know? I said, I, I'm hurting so bad, I don't know how to pray. And, um, and he told me, he said, the Lord knew the groanings of my heart. Mm -hmm. and, and that was my, at that time, it was so painful. I, I didn't know what to do. Because you feel guilty if you ask him to to healing because why not my dad? Because yeah. There's other people that's dying, you know, so why not my dad? But then there was a part of me that, of course, did not want it to be my daddy. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, but daddy was wise enough to tell me, you know, don't, don't be so upset. The Lord knows the wrongness of your heart. Yep. And, and I think sometimes that's, I think sometimes we're expected to always, you know, no matter what's happening, we need to be, you know, we're supposed to have this per close personal relationship with God, and we're never supposed to be mad at Him. And and but that's going to happen. I mean, things are going to happen in your life, and you're you're going to get upset. You know, it's like because well, we know that He could have done something about it, and you didn't do something about it. So now I'm mad at you, and I don't really want to talk to you right now. I mean, it's 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 human nature, right? 
And so I, I don't think there's anything per se wrong with that. I think it's going to happen. But as long as we come back, you know, it's part of like, you know, we have our ups and we have our downs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a good thing that God's who he is, and he's not like us and gets mad at us and stops talking or doing it, all right? So, Whenever my mom was so sick, I prayed for him to take her. Yeah. Because she wasn't my mom just laying there in that bed. Right, right. Yep. And, and that's a merciful thing to do, I think. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, you see someone, that, they, they, you know, if, they've, if, they've, if they're a Christian and, and they're in a bad way and you really know there's no way that, I mean, I wouldn't, it's, it's selfish at that point to, pray that they stick around longer so so but back to our our, our comfortableness right when we get into humans we like to be comfortable right we don't like being uncomfortable we like our safe zones we like you know being in that rut sometimes because it's familiar and we don't we know we don't have to it's easy you know you get a rut you 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 take a ball you got a rut and you put a ball in it you throw it it's just going to go right you don't it, there's not much effort into doing that but if you don't have that rut there, then there's things that you're going to have to come over and, and go around and move around. So, like I said in the beginning, following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And I, I think that's sometimes a false, I'm not going to say a false doctrine, but, but a, a false narrative I think we, that Christianity can put out there sometimes that, well, if you, if you come to, well, I know there's some who, preach it like, you know, as a false doctrine. But if you come to Christ, then your life's going to be much safer. It's going to be much easier. You know, you're going to be blessed so much more with, with riches and, and these type of things. But that's not the case. And in fact, most of the time, if we, if we really, you know, we, we looked at the, been looking at the new, if we really grab a hold of them and we're like that new that we've been talking about and we pray for the things, you know, that's when it starts to become what's in here is, is titled dangerous prayers and, and one of those we're going to look at today is praying for boldness who in here ever prays for boldness i do i i've i've had to a lot and strength especially you coming out of a comfort zone just to come and stand up here because i, I i'm to the point where i can finally get up here and i think my heart rate only goes up a little bit it doesn't <laughs> you know i'm not standing here and it being 170 but you have to to pray for those things but I, I don't i know i don't pray for it in the in the way that we're going to look at here in a minute but this is one of those prayers that if you that we're going to look at here in acts this was a dangerous prayer because what they pr were praying for was not going to be for their best interest and, and we're going to and that's that's one of those things that we, if we look at it if we start prayers they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Now, an interesting um, note and side fact that the Greek translation here for ordinary men, does anyone know what it is? I'm going to try to say it right. It's idiotase. You know what word we get from that? Idiot. So basically, these were very, they recognized them as very common people with no special skills, but all of a sudden they're standing in front of some very powerful people and speaking with great boldness and, and basically at them, accusing them of murder, 
and the things that they don't believe in. So they were threatened. You know, they, did, they were fearful of, of the community at the time. They were afraid if they punished them because they were, were popular, that they would, they would have riots and then there would be a backlash. So they threatened them with bodily and physically, physical harm and told them to go and preach no more. And what did they do in verse 29? This is the dangerous prayer. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats. And this is the prayer. So he said, Lord, they just threatened us, but give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Now, what would we have typically prayed in that scenario? God, guard, and protect us, right? <laughs> they didn't. They said, we heard their threats. Give us boldness to go out and face that. Go ahead. We're, we're getting there. About the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that's what we need. Yep. If you do like a 30-day fast, you get hungry, right? And there's a lot of things that, you, you know, you're dependent. At that point, it puts you at the, your dependence, and I think your, your struggles, and it allows you to lean a little bit more on, on God and focus on him as well uh, through that process. But no, that, that is, uh, I mean, the Bible does talk about when you fast. Go ahead. Matthew, Jesus talks about there's certain things that can only be done with fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Yeah. And, and a fast doesn't have to be 30 days. I mean, it could be a, a one-day fast or, or, or a two, you know. Or, yeah. Yep. It says when you fast, don't let others know yeah. that you're doing it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you're not saying, hey, look at me, everybody, because it's not about me. Right. Right. So, so back to this. The prayer they pray is, and it says, give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. So that leads to the question, are you known for your boldness? In the workplace, in home, in public, with your friends. Well, and a lot of people say, well, Chad, that's just not my personality. I'm not a real outgoing, bold person. Well, a lot of people weren't. In fact, if you actually go back and look, most of the apostles weren't. And I like this quote. Biblical boldness is not a personality trait. going back exactly where they had just came from and got arrested and threatened with physical harm 
and went back out and started preaching again. So here you go. You're, you're right on me. Let's look at verse 31. After this prayer, so they prayed for boldness. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. Can you imagine if we prayed such a prayer that the whole building shook? <laughs> yeah, earthquake. The meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. So it wasn't there, I suddenly became bold because I asked for it, right? They asked for something, and the Holy Spirit came and gave it to them. So that is, I think sometimes that's where we have lost some of our... What the word I want to use here? We don't rely on the Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes we've almost pushed the Holy Spirit into, well, the Holy Spirit gave us the Word of God, and that's about really it. And so we don't, I think a lot of us really do not believe, I say we don't believe, I, I think we need to get back into the belief that if we ask for something and we pray for something, especially like this, that the God will send the Holy Spirit. You know, we are filled with the Holy Spirit when we're baptized, right? We're given the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? That's what the Bible says. Yeah. And few of us are Yeah. And yeah, we do like to be in control. And I think that's we fight that. It's like, okay, when we talk about this sometimes, it's like, Lord, take all my burdens, take all my my stuff. And then and then but we we, we give it to him and then before we leave, we pick it all back up and walk off with it. Right? And so we've got to learn to, to open ourselves up and to rely. And, and, and be, I think we have to have a belief on the Holy Spirit because I think if we resist the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit's not going to force its way into us and make us do things we don't want to do. And so we have to open our... I think so many times yep. we have quenched it so, we have. so long that he's just quit stirring. <laughs> we have. We, we've... And some of this is, 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 I think, it's a generational thing. It's a culture thing, right? We, we like that, you know, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps type, you know, I don't need, you know, I can do this on my own. And we have to surrender and we have to open up. And we have to, you know, if we're going to pray something like this, then we have to let the Holy Spirit come in. And then it's like, well, I'm not a bold, I'm a shy person, I can't do that. If you pray or if you, if you think that and you, and you pray this prayer, but I'm really a shy person, then you're not going to be able to do it. If you're relying on yourself... But if you ask a prayer like this or anything and you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and give you opportunities, trust me, those opportunities will show up and the Holy Spirit will guide you in that. I have seen it and I have felt it myself, especially when you really start to open yourself up into this. The Holy Spirit to do that. Or, yeah. You know, he, he knows, hey, this is a good opportunity. This person may be vulnerable and in a point where, you know what, if you go and talk to them, maybe they're going to open themselves up to, to becoming a Christian or at least coming to church where maybe they've been shut down before. And so 
We need to, be, and then we need to be bold in it. And that, that's where it's, we're going to look at here. So I've kind of jumped ahead of myself without um, changing slides. So what would happen if we prayed this prayer? Just this one. Any thoughts? And actually opened up and received it. <laughs> We'd be more powerful. But not powerful, I think, in, in, a, in a sense of, of what we, we think of power. But no, you would be. Spiritually? Yes, we would. All right, so what to expect? If you pray this prayer, there's three things to expect. There's probably a lot more, but here's three things. Boldness, many times, will result in spiritual opposition. So if you are bold for God... then you're going to a lot of times receive a, a, a spiritual opposition. Let's look at Acts 5.18. So they go back out, and they start preaching again. They arrested the, the apostles and put them in public jail. <clears throat> I don't, we usually don't have, to, we don't have to worry about that really now. But what would happen if you're told in the workplace you can no longer talk about or evangelize, or called to the office yep. and threatened to fire her because somebody asked her a question out of the Bible, which she answered out of the Bible about yep. sexuality, and and they threatened to fire her for yep. that on break time, not yep. during company time. So yeah, in California, it's real, yep. real weird. In in most corporate environments, it is now forbidden. It, I mean, and again, it, it, it's not just attack on Christianity. It's across the board. Don't talk about your religion at work. And if you do, they will call, or someone can report you to HR, and you will get written up for it. Do what? Yep. So what? What if you? You know, that's going to be one of my examples. What if you are at work and you have a coworker going through a hard time, and you go up and say, "You don't, you don't really know. Can I pray for you at work?" You know, boldness doesn't have to be having a lesson prepared and being able to get up here and preach, right? For the honestly, I'd say ninety-eight percent of it's not even close to doing that. Boldness may be for younger people dressed in modestly. You're not cussing like a sailor and using the F-bomb and, and every other word, you know. For some of us, it may be, you know what, maybe we need to stop watching some of those movies and TV shows that we watch that we really shouldn't be watching. So when someone asks, hey, you want to go see this movie with me, or did you watch the latest version of this TV show, we say, you know what, no, I stopped watching that because that wasn't something I needed to be watching as a Christian. That's a, that takes a boldness, especially from one Christian to another Christian. I mean, our boldness doesn't always have to be in the, to the outside world. Sometimes our boldness is inside this building or inside Christendom. Yes, it does. You know, if you stand up for the truth and the right thing, yep. and maybe they learn a little bit from that. Yep. 
So that goes back to this boldness many times will result in spiritual opposition. Now, again, we don't have to be worried about usually being thrown in jail, but if we are bold, like they, they talk about being bold, it may keep us from getting a promotion. It may keep us from, it may cause us to lose a job. But are, and are we, so are we willing to pray that dangerous prayer? I'm going to go here and then here. Yeah, um, like this brother over here said, talking about uh, when in the corporate world, if you say anything about religion, you know, adios, goodbye. You know, that's why I like working for myself. <laughs> yep. Because yep. my boss is God. It's yep. not the people who's around me, the people I work for, anybody else. He's my, my authority. And he, and he truly has to be. Yep. He yep. truly has to be. He has to be. Yep. And being bold doesn't mean being a jerk. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. So just kind of like you were saying last week about <laughs> maybe you don't need to voice all of your political views or try to go at it like yes. in a way that's gonna, yep. you know, cause a stir without cause. Yeah, I, I agree, and I'm glad you brought that. That's a good point. So being bold doesn't mean being extremely loud and annoying, right? There, there's a difference, right? Or being in someone's face. A lot of times being bold is being the one who's really unseen and not doing the things that a ton of, just maybe just a few specific people will see and will get the, the, get the you know, that, you're not looking for public recognition or trying to tear someone down. Yeah. John, yep. Yeah. 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 They weren't in front of the court screaming and yelling and throwing up their hands, and they were having a conversation, but they were doing it in a very bold and stern. Those type of mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So me coming up and touching Ken on the head and all his hair growing back. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do. I would do myself. <laughs> but those type of miracles, you know, not to say you know what, if you have enough faith. And to say you have enough, you know, that you could not pray. You know, the Bible tells us to lay our hands on people when we write. You know. Yes, I think so. I think so. But, I, but no, I mean, that the miraculous signs and the miraculous healing of the Holy Spirit through the apostles and through his, their followers, that doesn't happen today. The least from what we've seen. Yeah. The reason is, is it's not, so if we look at us, you look at God. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if every single Christian, yeah. well, I don't know, it would be kind of interesting. But I think we would, what happens when we get power and we get, we'd mess it up, right? So th there was a reason for that. It was, there was a different time. But not to say, we see miracles every day. We pray for things. You know, the people who are diagnosed with cancer, they go back to their next appointment and they're cancer free. Well, that just doesn't happen naturally, right? Right. The, 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 yeah. It was. And I don't think... People today would would handle that very well. So, so boldness is going to lead to spiritual opposition, but out of that, it will often release God's miracles. But here's the final thing: boldness always requires faith. If we look at verses 20 and 21, so the angel said, he said to them, "Go to the temple." 
and give the people the message of life. So they've just been arrested twice, threatened with physical abuse. They're about to, at this point, they would have been getting ready to go in front of the council again. And the angel doesn't say, oh, go and hide in your four walls and pray for protection. He says, go, but history and, and, and scholars. So this is the thing. Are we willing then, and now we see why we call this a dangerous prayer, because it's not going to be, some of these prayers may not be for your best interest and your safety. Or your comfort level. Or, you know, basically allowing me to go out and live my suburban life, get my retirement when I'm 60 or 62, make sure I have my health care, and live happily ever after into retirement. It may be, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. Hopefully the good Lord will take care of me. Those type of bold things. But if we have the faith and, and we pray for that boldness, it's not going to level up with the, the American dream a lot of times. But that's not what we're here to live for. Like you said earlier, this is, this is it's temporary. It's going to all be destroyed. It's all going to be burned up. And it's not going to be here. All right, so that was our first dangerous prayer. Next week we're going to look at speak to me, which is around God speaking to us and listening. All right, thank you.